From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Today at 4 p.m. Eastern, the NFL will decide, teams will decide, who's getting what tag across the league. And while a lot of that conversation has been focused on Lamar Jackson, there's another quarterback that today has everything with their future earnings on the line, and it's Daniel Jones of the Giants. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Get ready for Champions, the hilarious new movie starring Woody Harrelson. Woody's a hot-headed basketball coach who's in over his head when he's court-ordered to manage a team with intellectual disabilities and a whole lot of attitude. Champions, only in theaters Friday, rated PG-13. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, sometimes we make simple things complicated. That's going to be on my tombstone. I say it all the time right now, and I just feel like this is a simple thing made complicated. If I ran the New York football giants, I would make the Daniel Jones contract negotiation simple. Today, I would walk in and say, you know what, buddy? You had a great year last year. We love you. We appreciate you. And for that, we are going to franchise tag you non-exclusive because nobody's going to give up two first-rounders for you. And we're going to run it back next year and just see if you can duplicate it. And if you do, we're going to make you dirty rich. But we're not going to give you mega money right now based on one good season with what we believe might be a product of a good coaching system. Well, I would say this. Um, when you speak of mega money, that's in the you know mid forties and anywhere between forty one million and uh, forty five million dollars per year. That that's to me that's insane. Um, now if he's talking anywhere between which we we don't think he is, you know anywhere between what thirty four and thirty seven million dollars, and you can work with that. You can work with that if you're the New York Giants. Uh, anything above that, it's just I think it's egregious because of the one year of him being good, but it's not like he, that one year he threw, you know, 35, 40 touchdown passes. He wasn't right? out he, there doing a Peyton Manning impersonation, no, no. No, no. They were protecting him, and the run game was very valuable, and they were a run-centric football team, and they got the ball out quick. Now, do I think Daniel Jones could play? Yes, I think he could play. Uh, he has the right coaching staff with him now as well. But for $40-plus million dollars a year, I don't know. I don't know. Plus, I need to see it one more time, Fitz. I need to see it one more time. I, I, I just can't, you know, have all these things come up to this level to where last offseason there were so many questions about Daniel Jones. Is he going to be able to do it? Are they going to, you know, do this with him? Whatever the conversations were. But then he has a, a decent season, and then we're going to pay him mid-40 level dollars. It doesn't work like that. If I'm the Giants, i got to see it one more time. Now, you know, Harry, that I'm a believer in if you got your guy, just pay your guy. Get ahead of the yes. curve. I'm also a believer in like, hey, you overpay for mediocrity, the, the devil you know versus the devil you don't. I'm also a believer in bias. And, and this is going to be important here because I've got something you've got to hear from our very own Dominique Foxworth. But it was picked and chosen by Devin Kane, our producer extraordinator, who, who has been making faces at us the entire Daniel Jones. You know, like when you're sitting at the sports bar and there's like five or six of you guys, you're all in a line together at the same, like you're sitting at the bar. You're not at a booth. You're at the bar here. F picture this with me. Everybody's ordering their yes. drinks. And the three guys at one end 
are just going on and on and on. And the two guys at the other end are like, these are idiots I'm sitting next to. Those are the faces that Devin has been giving us the whole time. Devin, before I play what Dominic Foxworth has to say about Daniel Jones, do you want to chime in on this? You want to? Uh, I, I, but I'll say a Harryism. Say it with the chest. Say it with the chest. I, I, did, I picked this sound because mm-hmm. a lot of people share mm-hmm. the same the same beliefs that Harry does. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just want to present a different side of it. I oh, thought okay. that'd be good for okay, the well, show. Well, let's let's hear it so I can um, go ahead and reply. Here's what Dominic Foxworth, ESPN football analyst, had to say on Get Up about the Giants and needing to sign him, sign Daniel Jones right now. The tough thing about franchising your, your first round or your franchising who you want to be your franchise quarterback is the same with the Lamar Jackson situation. Obviously, Daniel Jones is nowhere near as good as Lamar Jackson. But what you hope is that he does have a Mahomesian-like season. And then you're on the hook for a whole bunch more. Like, if you believe in him, then you sign him right now because he's going to be cheaper now than he will be in the future. If you don't believe in him, that's when you start using the franchise tag. In my view, the only point of using the franchise tag is to buy time to move on from him. Like, it doesn't make sense to me to franchise tag him and then hope he does better. No, 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 I, 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 I don't agree with that either, though. And I would, I, would, I would even say this. When it comes to Daniel Jones, seeing can he do it twice, if he can do it twice, okay, I don't mind giving you $45, $46, 48000000 million a year. If you deal twice, if you go out here and have a season in which you throw 35, 40 touchdown passes and you're balling out and it wasn't a fluke a year ago, I don't mind giving you your damn money then. But I also got to remind everyone of this because, you know, they had a second-round playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Y'all do know that, right? I mean, second-round playoff game. I wouldn't know what a second-round playoff game 15 for 27, 135 yards, and an interception. How quickly we forget, Devin. How quickly we forget. <laughs> I, I remember. I, unfortunately. But also, I, it's taking complete context but, out of it. Sure, he had an awful game, but, like, Everybody, his offensive line was horrendous. How many times did he get sacked that game? Uh, Do you have those numbers? Let me let me ask let me ask you this though, guys. Like, 135 yards, Devin, one Fox, interception, not a good game. Dominique just said, "You franchise him if you believe in him, uh, or sorry, you sign him long term if you believe in him. You franchise him if you're ready to let him go." Is it not fair to ask the question? What if you're in the middle? Like, there's a reason why you say I love you to somebody before you marry him. Like, there's stages in all of us. What if they love Daniel Jones, but they're not really sure if they want to marry him? What if they're sitting back and they're like, man, I really like you, and I have feelings for you, and I think you can be great, and I think we can be great together, but we need a little time to figure out how great great can be. And if it costs you an extra $10 million on the other side, who cares? You'll find the $10 bucks. You'd rather have to pay the extra $10 million next year than suddenly be trapped in a contract where you don't want to pay any of it, right? Like, you'd rather uh, – what's what's a worst case – I'll ask you this, Deb, as a Giants fan. What would be worse for the Giants? Hitting the negotiation table again next year where the market is reset, he had him a Holmes-like year, you're coming off a Super Bowl and he now costs you $50 million bucks, or or you're coming off a playoff run and he now costs you $50 million bucks, or the opposite of it. Daniel Jones regresses to the means. You find out he is absolute hot garbage and you are contractually obligated to him in a way that you can't get out of it for another two years. Yes, you want the first option, of course, but like, what if he has the same, the same type of year, wins another playoff game? 
I think if the the talks are oh, now the Giants have to pay him fifty million, I think we're right back here next year having this exact same conversation. Well, he, well, well first of all, Dev, I don't think you as a fan will want him to have the same type of year because he only threw fifteen damn touchdowns. Oh no, I definitely want more th- touchdown throw. Okay. But like, okay, uh, he also had what seven, eight touchdowns rushing. Is it too? not like, we fair just though? Forget about and, that. Is it no, not? I'm not. I'm not ignoring the the, the run game because his. Uh, his, using his legs is a valuable part of of, of his game. What's it's a, it actually makes him unique from the quarterback position. Uh, is it not he also had five interceptions? Is it not also lowest. okay though right, for because a fa- he's barely throwing the damn football, Dev? So stop, okay? Please. Is it Fumbles not? Too? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> is it not fair for a team and a coach to say, "Hey, we're not there yet." Like, what's wrong with the organization saying, There's nothing I think that. we like you, but I'm not 100% sure, given it's been one good year, that I'm really ready to take that step. Like, isn't it oh, – and if it means you hit the negotiation table again next year, if he replicates this year twice, now you have more proof of concept. Now you're more comfortable going into a long-year deal, long-term deal. You know who he is. I agree, but all the reports were saying that the Giants were willing to give him 38-39. To me, that's really liking somebody. I think at some point there's got to be a little bit of meat of the middle here. Like – I don't think franchising Daniel Jones is the best for Daniel Jones because, again, he has to prove it again. Saquon Barkley's not likely on the team. The cap hit is for this year. They won't be able to get the weapons necessarily. I I just don't think it's a great idea for him. Did did the Giants pick up his fifth-year option? They did not, but everyone well, universally why, uh, said just that stop, wasn't. Just stop right there. Yeah. Just stop right there, Dev. Just stop right there. So yes there's, no more, why, there's more content. Why, yes did, no question. why didn't they pick up his fifth-year option? Because they the, a new regime didn't. I guess you could say they didn't. They didn't want to, you know, <laughs> believe in him. They did. They because they needed Harry, to see They did it. know Harry, at the time. They know. At the time, everyone was saying that's the right decision. But Things you, change. Right, right, right. No, but do you think he definitively? If you walked in the door a year ago and you're like, I think he might be the guy, but I'm not 100 percent sure he might. He's the guy. Let's. I don't want to pick up that fifth year option. We'll figure it out as we go. Do you think he definitively answered any question anybody could have on whether or not he is the guy moving? If the forward? coach of the year, Brian Dable, who also coached Josh Allen, wants him to be on the team, yes, I believe. But that's he not. Is. That's not. Oh, oh no, no, no. See, see, Dave brought another part in this. The what? The what of the year? Coach of the year, Brian Dable. The coach of the year. Yep. The coach of the year was able to put his starting quarterback in positions to be successful. If the coach, the coach of, of the year was able to do that. What about if the coach of the year looks at him and says, I'm not sure? Doesn't that have to have some weight? 100%. So if the but he coach, didn't do that. Do we know that? Like, if yes. he was sure, they'd have a contract the, for him. But no, I, I, the no, I, line, I will say this. We want, the day after the season, and we want Daniel Jones here. I don't know what else, a bigger thing you need. I, I, I don't uh, think we want Brian Daniel Dable, Jones here at the right price is part of what they were saying. Like, we that, want that's it. The sure. Thing. I mean, that's go. the thing for every quarterback. Like, I really want a vintage AWA wrestling poster from the Showboat Casino, and, and like, I want one, right? And the thing of it is, I want to, I want to hang it in my house so bad. And there's one on eBay right now, but it's not one of the matches I went to as a kid, and it's astronomically expensive. So the question is, do I buy the one that's not the right one and put it up on my wall just because I want one, or do I wait for the perfect one? If you're Brian Dable, you can look at it and say, I want Daniel Jones here, great, because I know Daniel Jones. In the meantime. I'm not going to long-term commit because if I'm going to spend upper echelon money, I want to have the right poster from the right from the right AWA wrestling event. Like Daniel no, I, Jones I can be really good and not be fits. perfect. I, I would say this: I want Daniel Jones this season to ball out. I, I, I really of do. I really do. Um, here's the thing, though: there's going to be pressure on him. Can he do it two years in a row? Especially if he doesn't get the long contract and he's franchise tag. It's going to be that pressure. Do I want him to ball out? Of course I do. Do they need more wide receivers at the skill position players? Yes. Now, here's the thing, Dev. 
when they draft a wide receiver, they bring more guys in. And if what happens if Daniel Jones doesn't live up to the to to the hype though of last season? What happens at that point? Then you have a problem on your hands. But we've seen that you can get out of contracts all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah, but you can also just get into yeah, contracts. Yeah, but the right organizations year. are able to get out of it. How, who's to say the Giants will get out of it? We'll continue the debate on the Giants and Daniel Jones, obviously, because uh, there's no easy answer. It is the worst-case scenario for most organizations, fan bases, and analysts when you have a quarterback that's trapped in the lexicon of pretty good because you never know what to do with them. That might be where Daniel Jones and the Giants are. In the meantime, speaking of quarterbacks that are polarizing, Derek Carr absolutely has a new home. Well, we got some people here saying he's not that guy. We'll figure out whether they're right or wrong on Good Take Hot Take next on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Is it a good take? That's good. Great. Or a hot take? How hot? Red hot. Find out now with Fitz and Harry. That's right. You know the drill. It's good take, hot take. I'm Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel Lady, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're going to play you some of the best takes from our peers around ESPN, and we will tell you whether that take is good or it is hot. Harry Douglas, are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, I like that. All right. Well, nobody's <laughs> hot, 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 hotter at this company than Stephen A. Smith. First take host, this is what he said on his show about Derek Carr and who he is not. Somebody got to say it, so I'm going to say it. Saints were 7-10 to 10 last year. Drew Brees walking through that door? No, he's not walking through that door. Okay, Derek Carr's walking through that door. Derek Carr has been in the National Football League for nine years and does not have one single playoff victory to show for it. I am in no way trying to imply that Derek Carr cannot play. I'm not calling him a scrub. I would never disrespect him like that. I'm not doing anything like that. He's a good dude. Uh, he's he's a leader um, in terms of, you know, we know what he went through when John Gruden got himself uh, pushed out of the National Football League with that whole mess in Las Vegas last season. We get all of that. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're talking about Derek Carr. We were talking about him with the New York Jets. We were talking about him now with the New Orleans Saints. Come on, y'all. He, 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 he has not. I'm not going to say he's not because who knows what the future holds, but he has not been that dude. Harry, I'll go first on this one. That's a hot take. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I, there, there's no doubt about this. This is a hot take to me uh, because if you want to look at the failings of the Raiders while Derek Carr has been part of that at times, let's also look at their awful draft classes. I believe it's the 2018 draft class that has nobody left two years later, had nobody left from the entire draft class. You talk, you can look at the mismanagement. You can look at the bad coaching. You can look at the bad draft classes. You can look at the poor defense. All of these are factors. Derek Carr has been somebody that's elevated players around him. He got Nelson Aguilar paid. He got Zay Jones played. He got Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper uh, better numbers than usual. And, and even last year, on a year where he wasn't a good fit with the offense, Devontae Adams still put up numbers. Derek Carr has shown he can be very, very good. So to, to presume he's not that dude, uh, forgive some of the failings of the Raiders organization and why Derek Carr hasn't been good enough. I, I, I think that that's a bad take. The Saints went 7-10 and 10 last season with the quarterback play being subpar. Now Derek Carr is on their football team. I think this is a major upgrade for them. And there's a reason why Michael Thomas tweeted, as I read, thank you, Jesus, with the praying hands. There's a reason why he wrote that. 
because he understands how valuable Derek Carr is going to be for him and that wide receiver group and those tight ends. And let's not forget, you know, when he was with the Raiders prior to this season, how he orchestrated a lot of things at the line of scrimmage. He's going to be paired back up with this former head coach that he had for the Raiders as well, and Dennis Allen. So I think this is an upgrade for the Saints. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Let's go next. Take. Uh, yeah, let's uh, go to Greeny next. This is what he said about Carr getting tipped off about the Jets and Rodgers. The fact that Derek Carr signed with the Saints suggests he found out something was different. And the most logical something for that to be is that the Jets were no longer going to be the place he could go. Or at least that the Jets were given some signal that they'd be best served waiting it out for Aaron Rodgers. Or... I mean, I. this is where conspiracy theorists go wild to me. Like, this could go either way, though. It, both, like, both things could be true, right? What Greeny just mentioned, and also that Derek Carr said, you know what, I just want to... I want to go to New Orleans. I want to go with a guy that I'm familiar with, I played with. I'm going to go to the NFC South where, uh, you know, the competition is not going to be like the competition in the AFC Conference. I mean, Graziano said that the Saints were always the front runner. Jeremy Fowler said the Saints called at the last second and sweetened the deal to try and make it bigger so that the decision can be made right then. Like, instead of making it anything about the Jets, what if the Saints just – we're always sort of where he was leaning and where they were leaning, and they figured out a way to work out the contract. I don't. I, I think it's just such a bubble to think he was going to go to the Jets until he found out something was happening with Jets so and Rodgers. We're, we're going with hot take? Yeah, that's a hot take. Hot it's take. A, it's a hot take. All hot right. take alert. Woo! All right, let's go next to Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys owner. Been hard on Jerry this week, I'll admit it. This is what mm-hmm. he said about Dak and having qualities that match another quarterback we talk too much about. I have, I've really felt for a, quite a while that Dak has the ability. I don't want to dare do this to Dak or me or anybody. But I think just as Brady became, in my mind, better and better and more impactful on how they won as he got into his career, I think Dak really has those qualities. He can't be doing this. See, this is the problem with the Cowboys and people surrounding that organization. They always have something going on. Like, don't put – Dak already had immense pressure under him this season, right? Cooper Rush goes in. The team is doing well. See a difference in guys bouncing around. He he comes back. He's pressing through the most interceptions he's ever thrown in a season. Don't say stuff like this. I don't care if it bothers Dak or doesn't bother Dak, but don't say stuff like that because you don't know what his mental is and what his mindset may be from hearing things like this. You got, you can't, you can't do this. You can't do this. Yeah, the only characteristics they share they're both quarterbacks. Uh, this is a hot take. Uh, you know, they're both NFL oh, quarterbacks. Like it's just there's no way I'm putting Dak in the same stratosphere as Brady. I don't think that's fair to anybody. Let's get a like, tweet why? in here. Let's I just uh, ask Jerry Jones why. Yeah, that why? is. That is fair. Like, that's the problem sometimes when your owner's on radio every week and just has a mic in front of him. Uh, the, let me get this tweet in here. LeBron tweeted out, man, Bronny, also known as his kid, definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. Blank, lightweight, hilarious. Woo! LeBron giving us a good take or a hot take there, Harry? It's a damn good take in my eyes. Uh, I, I, I've witnessed it watching NBA games. There's a lot of times I'm like, man, this young man needs some work. And it's more than one occasion that I've done that. 
I'm looking at a guy in Bronny whose father is LeBron James. He's going to have the top trainers. He's going to have the top medical staff. He's going to have the top everything. He's going to have access to a gym whenever he wants access to a gym. So you're damn right I'm going to think my son is going to be better than a lot of these people. Plus, I'm playing against a lot of them. I'm playing against a lot of them, night in and night out. So this is not a hot take. This is a good take in my eyes. That is that is a really good take by you. I can't even dispute that. The fact that he's playing against him, he would know exactly where Bronny yep. is in this spectrum. Look, and I always appreciate a good stage parent that's convinced their kid's better than everybody else. Why not? If you don't believe in your kids, who will? All right. We got a Shefty, what, a Shefty missile? We'll call it that. Like instead of a Woj bomb, we got a Shefty missile. Coin the new things here. This just tweeted out by Adam Schefter. Contract talks between the Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones are, in the words of one source, quote, going right down to the wire. We'll head out to New York as the Franchise Tech deadline approaches, get you the latest on DJ. But first, Harry's got to get you the latest about oh, 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 O'Reilly. Don't miss Power Torque Tools DIY days now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come with a lifetime guarantee. Right now, you can save big on the best hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry, we should just have a moment, a confessional moment here, because the great Christine Lisi was just in studio with me. I should just mm-hmm. tell the world this. You all know this behind the scenes. A very thinly veiled secret is that I occasionally, because I drink a lot of seltzer water, right, which can sometimes make my tummy a little bloated, so I occasionally belch. And uh, when I do this, as you well know, Harry, because Harry does not approve at all, uh, I like to lean into the mic and just make it as loud as possible during the break. Uh, it's jarring. I get that. Well, today I'm walking around the corner, walking into the studio, not paying attention to my surroundings. And I just let, like, I mean, uh, a fire of the gods, like thunderous, like Bart Sim- or Homer Simpson sort of like thing out of my stomach as I'm walking by, not thinking about my surroundings, only to look up and realize that Christine is right across from me walking the opposite way. So I burped right in Christine Lisi's face. And then I immediately apologized to which she laughed because she's the kindest person in the world and told me it was okay. I just have to feel like I had to apologize to the entire world for no, doing that. No, she should have slapped the hell out of you. <laughs> that's what she should have done. <laughs> that's aggressive. That's what you should have done, Christine. I mean, that's that's uh, the first time I did that with, with <laughs> Harry, because Harry and I are very, like, we are like brothers, and uh, there's a lot of love here, and the first time I did that, he just looked over me and said, ah, oh, hell no. Like, that's all I got was a hell no out of that. So uh, uh, maybe I need to work on my manners. You know who doesn't need to work on his manners? ESPN Giants reporter Jordan Ronan joining us. Uh, Jordan, I appreciate it. I promise I'll never burp in your face. Shefty just tweeted out, and this is a quote contract talks between the Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones are in the words of one source going down to the wire so what does that mean to you yeah I mean it just continues with what they've been like for the last uh 24 hours really and that's that the two sides are trying to come to a resolution I mean they're making progress they've been working at it hard really they've been working at it hard like extremely hard they're both completely motivated to try and get this done there were times at the combine where they would basically have two days. These groups, you know, the, the Daniel Jones's representatives and the Giants, where they would meet in the afternoon and then meet again for dinner and have more discussions. So 
They've really been working hard at this. And what it shows to me is that both sides are extremely motivated to try and get this done by this deadline today because, you know, it affects uh, Saquon Barkley greatly as well because if the Giants get a deal done with Daniel Jones, what it does is then make the franchise tag available for Saquon, not necessarily saying that's ultimately what he would have for the season, but it would assure that both of their main offensive players do return for 2023. And, Jordan, which side do you think has the most leverage in these negotiations that are going on? Oof. Well, the Giants came out and said, and Joe Shane actually probably slipped when he, uh, in his postseason press conference, said, you know, Daniel Jones is going to be back. So, to me, that signaled the idea that the Giants believe in Daniel Jones, right? If they were so certain he's going to be back, he won them over throughout the season that they wanted to move forward with him, and we see that by the fact that they're negotiating a long-term deal with him. So to me, it's Daniel Jones because he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. The Giants obviously believe that he not only can be a good quarterback, that he could actually jump and make it to the next level, and that's why we're talking about the numbers that you hear that are out there because they believe, okay, we give him that number, we give him that $40 million number, which which has been out there, and I think that's where it's ultimately probably going to land around if they come to an agreement, and you say, okay, that's top 10 right now when the Herberts, the Lamar Jacksons, uh, Jalen Hurts, and I'm missing one more big one, uh, that's uh, Joe Burrow. When those guys end up coming in, you're talking about, okay, he's like 12th, 13th highest paid quarterback, and they think he can continue to make that progression, Daniel Jones, where he's playing in that top 10 range consistently, whereas then you have value for, the, for your quarterback. So now I have to ask you, though, do you think that price is in the mid-40s? Do you think that price is anywhere between $40 no, and $45 no. million? Dollars? Okay. I think it's in the lower 40s. I think, that's, I think that's always what it's been. I know people harped on the $45 million number. Like, I think that – and I heard even bigger number, to be honest with you, like in the 47 range at one point. But that, I think, was the starting point. And that was like, that's been out there. That was like the original point. We're talking about weeks ago now. So now we've come to, okay, they probably started in the 45 range, for maybe even a little more. The Giants started in the, you know, at the franchise tag number 32. And where's the middle ground between those two numbers? Right around 40. So we're talking to Jordan Ron on ESPN Giants reporter. Jordan, we've been friends long enough that I, I need you to let me be the stupidest person in the room. Okay. And okay. I, I like, hear me out because you said two a days in negotiation to, what, over what? Like at some point you come in and you say, I'm worth this. Well, we think you're worth that. No, you're not. Yes, you are. No, you are like the hell are you negotiating 50, 60 hours worth of negotiations on when at the end of the day, like you just said, here's a value, here's a value meet in the middle. Why does this take so long? Yeah. I mean, we sit here, first of all, I'd never sat in full negotiations and I'm intrigued by it also, but uh, and it's like, well, man, what can you be talking about all that time? But, and we, and we're guilty of it as well, right? Because we're sitting here talking about the average annual salary, and re- and the reality is that really means nothing. You know, what really means something is the guarantees, the amount you're guaranteed, and the structure, and how many years that that is over. That's what matters in the deal. If we really wanted to make it just annual average salary, sure, you can make your make it a five year deal and makes year, years four and five, which aren't guaranteed, $60 million a year, right? Two years you'll never get to. And the average annual salary could be inflated. And you see 
a version of that and a lot of deals around the NFL, right? And it's just really just ego, but it's about structuring the deal so that that money is real and you're really getting paid that number that we're talking about over the first three years of the deal, which for a quarterback are pretty much, you're going to get that guaranteed for the most part when you're in the, Daniel Jones's position in negotiating. And Jordan, I know how busy you are. It means the world that you would take the time to hang out with us. Thank you so much. I hope you get breaking news in a time that, that fits all your deadlines and everything can be easily uh, compartmentalized after this. Also, thoughts and prayers for our producer, Devin, that's a big Giants fan because I'm sure he's going to hit you up 47 times between now and 4 p.m. Eastern. So I apologize in advance. Is Bye. he petrified? Is he petrified by these numbers <laughs> about Daniel Jones? Uh, I bet he is. Uh, Devin, go ahead. Answer. I, where, bet he where, is. I just want it to be over, Jordan. That's all. Uh, I just okay. want it to be over. Uh, that's fair. That's All fair. right. Giants <laughs> fans are going crazy on social media. I can tell you that. Uh, he's acting cool. He's not at all. Jordan, thanks for the time, brother. We appreciate you. <laughs> All right, no burbering in people's faces, all right? I think I, I'm, I'm taking Harry's side on that one. Well, it was an accident, but, you know, I'll work on it. Usually it's just me alone in the studio burping into a microphone, and it has, like, good girth to it. I love all of that. Fitz and Harry presented Whoa. by Progressive Insurance. Knew the minute I said it, I shouldn't have. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces where no one will burp in your face? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Again, 4 p.m. Eastern today is the franchise tag deadline. We don't know what's up with Daniel Jones. We don't know what's up with Saquon. We don't know what what's up with Lamar. But I do know this. Every single time we get breaking news, whether it's on this show, whether it's on Kenny and Carlin afterwards, you will get that breaking news immediately. We are following it. Everybody behind the scenes is looking at absolutely everything. You will not miss a single second of breaking news on this show as it pertains to any of the franchise tag information. In the meantime, the John Morant story got a little bit more complicated, and we'll explain why this could suddenly be a long process for the Grizzlies superstar. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Memphis Grizzlies announced today that John Morant will be away from the team for at least the next two games. He has made three bad choices in a span of less than a year, and eventually you're going to run out of chances in this league. They like, you know, basically one more chance, offer one more thing, and you're, you're going to be out of this league. I mean, that's the reality of it here. Over the next six games, well, Memphis struggles during that stretch. They could easily find themselves down third in the Western Conference. What things have changed for Morant when he came into this league to kind of where he is right now? There is no doubt John Morant is one of the biggest stars in the NBA. There's no doubt that the NBA had a plan from the outset this season of marketing John Morant, of marketing the Memphis Grizzlies, and of helping that brand become something huge. But that brand, and John Morant specifically, took a huge hit after an Instagram Live video that now is being investigated by Colorado police. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM channel lady, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I want to give you the latest. And many of you saw the video of John Morant. It appears to be in some sort of a nightclub. It appears, well, it doesn't appear. He is waving around a weapon of some sort, and he is surrounded by a bunch of people, right? So that we all saw. And as a result, he's taken at least a couple of days away from the Memphis Grizzlies with no timetable on his return. The newest development, the Glendale, Colorado Police Department confirmed the incident took place at a bar 
in Glendale, a small enclave surrounded by Denver, known for its strip clubs and shopping centers. The department said it is investigating whether Morant might have broken any gun laws. Colorado is an open carry state, which means you can have that gun with you, although there are exceptions to the law, including the carrying of a firearm on federal property. It's illegal in Colorado to possess a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. And this is important. NBA rules prohibit a player from possessing a firearm while on team property or traveling on team business. In the video live streamed by Morant, it's not clear whether or not he's intoxicated, but others are shown drinking. It's also not clear whether or not it is his firearm. That is, number one, the thing that will have to be addressed. Because if it is not his firearm, if it's his buddy's gun and he just happens to show it in the video HD, uh, that's a much different thing. If we find out that it is his gun because the NBA rules prohibit a player from possessing a firearm while on team property or traveling on team business, he's in Colorado. His team's in Memphis. There's a very specific question of why that gun got to where it was. And I think the main thing, like you mentioned, is who's the gun registered to? Is it registered to John Morant or is it registered to a friend or someone else? Um, Also, uh, as far as, you know, team property, that can be going to an arena and a gun is in your car. That that, uh, uh, classifies as a a violation on a team plane, in the locker room. All these places uh, fit that stigma. Uh, as, 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 as a place where, you know, you can't have a, a weapon as far as the team is concerned. So I, th- I think right now we're at the point to where, you know, they got to figure out some things. They got some more stuff they have to go through. But if it is John Morant's gun, um, I think in the CBA it says it's, what, a 50-game 50 50 game suspension? Yep. And that would also run through the playoffs, I'm believing, uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. And it's just an unfortunate situation. And listen, young guys make mistakes. I made mistakes when I was younger. Fitz, you made mistakes when you were younger. For John Moran, he's just going to have to learn from it because he's in a place right now uh, where he doesn't want to be and a lot of other athletes don't want to be, but he's here, right? So what are you going to do to overcome it? What are you going to do to better your life? What are you going to do to make sure that you don't get back into this place again I think that's next for John Morant. This is what Adrian Wojnarowski, senior NBA insider, said on NBA Today about the NBA investigation into Jaws' actions. Essentially, the league investigation uh, just started on Saturday. Uh, this is not the first time that they've investigated uh, allegations around John Morant with uh, a, a possible firearm, and that has been uh, part of league probes really going back a year now. Uh, and so I think for the NBA, what they're going to want to know, uh, was that John Morant's gun that he was holding? Uh, was that gun on a team plane? Was it in a team facility? Was it in a locker room? You know, those are all certainly some of the questions that they're going to have as they start digging uh, into this situation with John Morant. And this is where, Harry, you mentioned we all make mistakes, and there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. We also have to be very clear. When you have a certain platform, you have to understand the perceived consequence of your perceived actions. Like at some point, you got to look at it and say, man, uh, these rules are very clear in the NBA bylaws. Players are aware of what they can and can't do with the gun, whether they live in a carry state or not. You got to understand what will happen if you post that video. That's where you just, you got to be better about understanding if you do this, even if you don't think you're doing anything wrong and you're not breaking the rules, you are going to create an investigation that's going to add 32 layers to this. Like that's part of where you got to be better, be smarter.
Yeah, I think we're at a point now in 2023. If you know, you know, legal officials want to find out what they want to find out, they're going to find it out, mm. right? There's there's no ins and outs to get through it and get around it. That's just where we are today. Um, but I can't help but think about, and I know this situation isn't the same as you know Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crinton. And the reason why I brought that up is because I grew up with Javaris. And you had those two guys with the, with the weapon at a team facility, and that was a big no-no, and we've seen the results of that happening to both guys, right? So I think now the, the NBA, they're trying to figure out, like, like we just heard from Woj, was it in a locker room if it is registered to him? Was it on the team plane if it's registered to him? All these things are, are factors that they're going to need to know to proceed and move forward. Yeah, this is this is not going to clean up easily, and that's part of why you've got to understand with Ja taking some time away from the game, number one, it gets ahead of, of whatever the league may decide in this situation. Number two, there, there's a large investigation coming. Like, this isn't something I, I would imagine we get an overnight answer on. It takes a couple of days to, to get all the information they're going to need during that couple of days he's away from the team anyway. Uh, but there's got to be a scramble behind the scenes. We've talked about this before. Not only are the league is the league asking these questions, but Memphis needs to be asking these questions. Like, what, at some point, why is your superstar out somewhere with a gun? Right. Like that's just got to be part of when you are trying to brand yourself a certain way. You got to look at not just the action, but how you got there with the action and ask yourself if your players are in the right situations that they need to be in to make sure that they're not creating issues that will impact not just themselves, but also the team. Well, I think also from a a Memphis Grizzlies perspective, you had so much positivity surrounding your team. Um, Now you got to make sure your team doesn't go in a downward spiral. Yeah, as well moving forward culture is something you talk a lot about and I think most athletes talk a lot about right now Memphis needs to look internally and make sure that they've got a culture that's going to support what's happening right now in a way that Mm -hmm. lifts it up and builds it out of whatever this uh, chapter is for the Grizzlies they play the Lakers tonight obviously they will do that without jaw so we'll see how the team responds in the meantime as we've been telling you all day we are almost to franchise tag deadline day we will take you directly to charm city for the latest on the biggest player involved in all of these talks next fitz and harry on espn radio you've been listening to the fitz and harry podcast you can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to three eastern on espn radio and you can watch on the espn app